0: Welcome to Functional Design in Closure. I'm Christoph Newman, and I am Nate Jones. We're here to help you use Closure and functional programming together to make your developer life better, less frustrating, more enjoyable, generally more pleasant. Absolutely,
1: it's made our lives fun. So we want to make your lives fun. Um, well, congratulations. Christoph, We made it to 100. Yeah. And and today we embark on our 101st. We embark on the next 100 episodes. Yes. It took us a little while to get to uh to where we are right now, but uh I look forward to the next 100. Uh and so let's I think we should launch a new series. What do you think?
0: Yes, yes, let's launch a new series. It it does feel a little surreal to be putting a 1 in front in front of the episodes. You know, we've been <laughs> p- putting zeros in front of them for so long. So so this it's like one in front, but hey, you know, we, we, we got a couple of years to get used to it, I guess. <laughs> we we, we were well prepared when we started, what, by doing
1: zero zero one as our very first episode. So that's I right. Think we're good now for at least
0: 900 more. Yes. Yes. That's a problem I would like to run into eventually. <laughs> yeah. When I retire. <laughs> yes. So we're starting a new series this week. So, for this series, I thought we would go back to talking about a theoretical application that we want to construct and how we want to go about doing that. And in this case, well, Nate, as you know, but maybe not all the listeners know. So, (laughs) we have spent a lot of time working with sports. Now, a lot of that's been esports, as in electronic sports, as in video games, professional <laughs> gaming. So, some people like to debate, is that a true sport or not? Well, we will leave that debate to the sports ball fans out there. We're <laughs> just going to just say we're talking about sports this weekend. And what do people love when they're watching sporting events? They love their highlights, right?
1: Often more than they like the actual game
0: itself. ha. <laughs> Yes. In fact, they've made like whole channels of like when teams are (laughs) near the end zone, you know, the red zone, and you're just bouncing around just watching like that part of the game. So for this series, I thought we would talk about something that could possibly have a basis in reality, maybe, (laughs) or maybe it's just a theoretical program. We'll leave that to you, oh listener, to decide. Hey, it's, it's our podcast. We get to decide what reality is, (laughs) (laughs) I I guess, to a point, (laughs) to a point. (laughs) And so, uh, so I was thinking we should make a application that's all about assembling highlight reels in an automated way. And of course we have to give that application some kind of witty name, right? So that we can refer back to it. So, (laughs) So what do you think? The, the, the,
1: the super highlight super matic 2000. Or, <laughs> nice. highlight o
0: 2000. Yeah, because like sports clips. Sports yeah. clips. Sports clips. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like really on the nose, right? This is not
1: a business problem, Christoph. This is a sports problem. <laughs> and sports problems <laughs> have... I don't know. They're different.
0: Right. So we need, to take, we need to take these clips and we need to put them all together. We need to sportify them. There we go. Sportify. I like Sportify. it. Sportify. Sportify <laughs> okay, those so clips. He, here in Sportify, we <laughs> have a problem. <laughs> it, it couldn't possibly be a reference to any other application we know of. Sportify. And so we have a problem. We need to take these highlight clips. So let me, let me paint the scene. And in fact... Uh, don't be too disappointed because that's what this episode's all about. It's all it's all about painting the scene. <laughs> it's <laughs> not gonna be too many solutions. So uh, if you don't really care about setting the scene, just hit uh, skip in two weeks from now <laughs> when the other episode is available. I guess a week a week from now. Okay. So you have all these producers that are watching the game. And they're uh, the highlights producers. And so, they're watching the game. And in these uh, sporting events, they are recording everything so they can go back in time. And actually, for in, in the real world, they use a system called EVS, which does this. It's like continuously recording and they can scan back in time. And then they, they mark these clips. And when they mark these clips, they go into a media asset manager. Uh, media asset manager has all of the clips and it has metadata like what game this is from cuz all this gets set up when they're setting up you know the clipping stuff so what <laughs> game what teams you know it can even have like the s- current score and other metadata De- depending on how sophisticated the operation is it can get really really sophisticated um i i personally uh, know for certain large esports league some of that data was very very sophisticated we knew everything in any moment in time from the entire game <laughs> and so they're clipping out and <laughs> then they're going into the media asset manager and so now some poor intern was responsible for dropping all these clips into a timeline and kicking out the files and well that intern had to go back to school Right. The summer internship was over. And now some staffer is like, I don't want to do that. You know, but fortunately, this staffer has been dabbling in closure programming. Now, this is where I know we're reaching the edges of reality. (laughs) (laughs) But just just hang on. We like like hanging there. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And said, you know what I think I can do? I think I can write a script that's going to query. The, the mam that's what it's called. So I'm not saying yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. I'm calling it the media asset manager, the ma'am. And get all the clips for a game and put those clips in order. Maybe I'm even going to want to filter based on flags like extra cool or ouch or any other relevant metadata flags. And then concatenate all those together into a highlight reel and then upload it. Let's say like S3, somewhere like S3. Yeah, that sounds good. Where it can be distributed um, or it can go into some other part of the social media management process. What do you think, Nate? (laughs) For one thing, I
1: really like the idea of using the word concatenate with video. Like... As uh, if all you can need to do
0: is just cat the files together? Like uh, uh, yes. yes. Um, well, you know, there are some video formats that are actually designed specifically with <laughs> one of the, that being a design requirement. You can concatenate the, the files together. Yeah, which is pretty cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I so I assume that there's there's some way of querying the MAM. It's like maybe there's a database handle or something we can, you know, some some way of getting the list of the clips. And and I assume yeah. since we are preparing this for some sort of a sports show, you know, that there is going to be more than one highlight or more than, more than one highlight reel, you know, because the show is not just going to be like, Hey, welcome. And then highlight reel. And then wait, hey, good night. Um, so there probably Here's should be the game some one of,
0: highlight reel. Yeah. Game one in its entirety. It was just that good.
1: <laughs> right. Well, I mean, like, like all the, all the highlights from game one and then all highlights from game two and all the highlights from game three, you know, there's some grouping of them. You don't want to make one big, video file you want to make like a video file for or maybe a video file for one player or you know across games or whatever so there's there's kind of a way of grouping them uh but that would be but that's kind of like a secondary concern you know the real the real problem is is getting these files and and making the big one making the big file and uploading it i think that sounds like a pretty interesting problem right
0: i mean how hard could it be (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just sounds like we could just crank out a babasha script in a couple of minutes and we're done right one of those things that always amazes me about
1: programmers is they look at something that doesn't exist and go, sure, I can, I can, I'll take a crack at it. You know, it's, it's
0: What wonderful. could possibly go wrong?
1: <laughs> oh, well, well th- now that you ask, what do you
0: think? What could possibly go wrong? <laughs>
1: um, well, well, I think the first th- question
0: is why, why is closure okay for this? Is this even like a good idea? That's true. That is, that is interesting, right? Because like, it's not like Clojure is known for its video processing capabilities. So, yeah, and you can't just download the files and concatenate them together. Uh, <laughs> I guess you could if they're, you know, using a very specific format.
1: Well, but we're going to um, assume
0: that they're not. Because we're going to assume they're using, yeah, an unfriendly format. Yes, so a hostile that's, yeah, format. that's kind of a problem. Well, yeah. And then, like, how do you even know the whole thing downloaded? I don't know about you, Nate, but I've downloaded many a file programmatically, and it didn't quite make it to the end. So, yeah. How do you know? I mean, these files are big, right? Gig- gigabytes and gigabytes of files in the end. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, that's something we'll definitely have to figure out. I mean, and and we're... And we're we're doing a very network connected thing We're we're taking data from one computer and we're downloading it and we're doing some stuff with it. and We're putting it somewhere else. I mean, so, you know, there's like a, how, how how on earth do we integrate with this API? I mean, S3, that's a, well, that's a relatively well-known thing, but this ma'am, you know, do you have to be polite if say, you know, can I have the video, ma'am? <laughs> you know, but you gotta you, right. gotta, you gotta figure out the API, but then, then, then how do you do an API, you know?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Good point. Like, what is a good approach to doing that API, right? And um, how how to represent that enclosure and do that in a in kind of a sane way? Sure. <laughs> and then and then once you get the video files and you have to process them, I mean, not only do you have the downloading problem, but you do have the processing that can use a lot of resources. I mean, I don't know about you. I've done a lot of video encoding. And it is, uh, let's just say it's not fast, right? It, especially at high resolutions. So, well, yeah, what are we going to do about that?
1: Yeah, definitely. There's, so there's a lot of processing to do. And, and sometimes you might even get to the point where you have a lot of processing to do, but you can only do one thread of it. And then it's like, oh, no. Well, I'm not, I'm not, not maximizing, you know, I've got this real beefy computer. And I'm, and I'm only able to process one video at a time. Like we we should probably figure out how to do more than one video at a time, but 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 not all the videos at a time. Like we got to do <laughs> right. the right amount. That's the hard part is the right amount of videos <laughs> at a time.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. And and so both of these aspects are kind of annoying because the downloading tends to saturate the network, so mm-hmm. you don't want to be downloading a bunch at once, and the processing mm-hmm. tends to saturate the CPU, so you don't want to be processing a ton at once. So both of these are saturation heavy things. So how do you get the right mix?
1: And still be able to use your computer for, you know,
0: something. Yeah. Yeah. One, you know, it's got to run some logic, right? (laughs) For sure. My
1: favorite though, my favorite problem is what happens if you're in the middle of doing it and everything dies, you know, the Uh, process dies, the thread dies, someone kicks the power cable, we have a blackout, you know. There's all kinds of reasons why things might stop. You want to you you sure. get everything going again?
0: <laughs> all that, that big processing thing? Yeah, and I, I've heard that... I mean, I've, I've heard of some people's code that gets interrupted in the middle of a big I.O. process due to exceptions. I've, I've heard of that happening.
1: Yeah, I have a friend.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have a friend. Yeah, I have a friend too. Not, not you. A, another friend. <laughs> a different... Yes. Poor guy. 30 minutes into some big processing thing and the IO exception happens and then now your call stack is kaboom. Now what do you do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or even if you are the
1: one that kills it because you're like, oh, no, 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 not that video file. Stop, stop. Oh, man. Also true. Also true. So this is a fraught
0: problem. There's lots of dilemmas. It sounds like a situated problem. (laughs) 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 Which is... (laughs) Which I think, by definition, is also fraught, right? Is there is there a fraught problem that's not situated or a situated problem that's not fraught? <laughs> As Rich Hickey likes to say, "situated." I think that's kind of the point.
1: Uh, yes. uh, situated in my mind is useful. You know, I don't want to just heat the room up with my computer. I want to actually get them, something done. <laughs> a- and I think right. this is a really really good problem for talking about on the podcast because it's something that uh, you encounter all the time where it's like, well, this is basically this whole program. The point of this program is IO is getting stuff done. How do you approach that kind of problem in closure? I think that's what makes it right. interesting.
0: Right. It just doesn't seem very process, like computationally heavy except for the video part. Right. So is there really even much to do? Right. Where's the logic where's the little where's the where's the stuff that you can have nice clo-
1: pure closure functions? Right.
0: yeah I mean how how do you handle immutability? How do you handle pure functions in the in this kind of situation where it seems like all the work there really is to do is i o right? mm-hmm Yeah, so it should be an interesting series. We should talk about it. <laughs> 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 Sportify coming soon. Spoiler alert. Next week, we will be talking about this more. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, it will be a lot of fun. Of course, we would love to hear from you. Tell us your thoughts on Spotify and uh, how you would solve this problem. We're going to be spending a number of weeks digging into the details, talking about how we have solved or uh, how we theoretically would have solved this problem (laughs) uh, had it really existed. And um, yeah, we would love to chat about it. And a great place to chat with us is in the Closure Design podcast channel in the Closureian Slack. Of course, you can always email us feedback at closuredesign.club, or send us a tweet on X at Closure design. If you'd like to
1: check out our first 100 episodes, yes. <laughs> they're available on closuredesign.club. Uh, we have show notes, and uh, uh, there's, some of them even have code in them. So I think that it's worthwhile to go back and listen to them. One of the cool things about Clojure is that a lot of those episodes are still relevant. In fact, I would say almost yeah. all of them are. Thanks to Rich Hickey for the stability uh, and everyone
0: else. Yes, unlike uh, other programming languages I've used all of our code samples still compile. (laughs) (laughs) And no, we haven't been updating them and altering all the dependencies either. (laughs) So, hey, yes, thanks to Rich and the core team for keeping things stable. And so while uh, you enjoy your code stability over the next week, just remember that we will be back in a week. Thanks for listening.